Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. This season of Lent, we are focusing on a biblical theme while exercising a brief meditation, resulting in a spiritual resonation of our hearts and minds as we live faith out in our daily lives. Lent is a time to intentionally pursue an encounter with Christ in a deeper, more personal way as we anticipate the observance of Good Friday and the celebration of Easter Sunday. For additional Lent devotionals, download the Fox River app or follow us on your favorite social media outlet at Fox River CC. And now, your host, Pastor Guy Kahn. Well, hey, everybody. It's so good to be able to uh, welcome you out. Whether you're joining us uh, live for the live podcast, um, if you're driving in the car, if you're at home, if you're out for a run that way, we are really, really honored to have you here with us. We're in day 15 today of the 40-year running up, that's what Lent is, the 40 days of, I think I said year, 40 days of running up to um, Easter of 2022. And of course, what we're doing is we are focusing on Jesus. That in and of itself is a very worthwhile endeavor. But when we have the opportunity to focus on Jesus in community, that is, locally, with other friends, globally, via podcast that way, I mean, it gets even better that way. Now, today's lens that we are going to be looking at Lent through is water. And so, if it's possible, wherever you're at, wherever you're watching right now, if you could get a bottle of water or a glass of water to have with you in this, I hope that's going to be an even more meaningful time with you. And just so that I'm managing expectations, if you're wondering if we're going to be turning this water into wine today, <laughs> that would be no, um, that, that's a Jesus thing. We're going a little different direction with it there. In Kenya, Africa, there is a saying that goes like this, water is life. Water is life. Now, the first time that I heard that expression used, we were at a community celebration. We were in Bomani, Kenya. And we'd been outside. You could see the clouds were kind of rolling in. And all of a sudden, the floodgates of heaven just opened up. There was this torrential rain that was coming down. And so we made a beeline into one of the feeding centers there. And I had the opportunity at that time to be able to um, talk with, get to know a little bit better, some of the community leaders. Now, actually, we had uh, mayors from the surrounding communities that were there. There were the equivalents of U.S. senators that were there. They call them MPs. There were state senators. I mean, there was, there was just a lot of power that was concentrated into that area. And so, you know, with the rain coming down there, I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I am just, you know, like so sorry and disappointed, you know, that the rain is dampening our activities today. And almost in unison, all of these very powerful leaders, men and women, they almost together said this, water is life. And I'm like taken back at that. And they just looked at me and go like, like water is life. And in areas where you don't have public water available to you, I mean, the only water you get is what you can collect when it rains to be able to um, purchase water. And if you're 
you know, operating on less than a dollar a day, water becomes very expensive to you, or to walk a long, long, long ways to be able to come to the community well that we put together in one of our centers, we begin to understand, like, it's true, like, water is life. I mean, for the gardens as well as it is for us personally as well. Now, you probably already kind of got the direction that we're going to go, right? You, you, you see the connection with Jesus. Because Jesus, just as water, is life. And one of the many passages that we could go to in the scriptures that talks about Jesus as the water of life would be John chapter 4. And if you happen to have a Bible with you, you can grab it and turn there with me. In fact, if you have the opportunity a little bit later today, I'd encourage you to read the whole chapter of John chapter 4. It is that good. We're just going to take a few verses of it. In verse number 7, we start out reading, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Now this is often referred to as a story of the woman at the well. And it's emotional and it is powerful and we get insights into Jesus that are just rich and deep. But here Jesus says to her, will you give me a drink? Because his disciples, they'd actually gone into town to be able to buy food, so it's just Jesus and this individual that he's now interacting with. And the Samaritan woman says to Jesus, you're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? You can already feel the, the racial, the ethnic tension that's existing there. And John tells us that the Jews, they just didn't even associate with the Samaritans. But Jesus says to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you'd have asked him and he would have given to you living water. Now, Jesus is talking to somebody who is thirsty. He knows the thirst that is within her. She's not even fully aware of just how parched her soul is. Emotionally, here's an individual who was thirsty. Relationally, here's somebody that was so thirsty. Socially, she came at this time of the day because no one wanted any, well, anything to do with her. I mean, socially, she was thirsty. Hope-wise, she just thirsted. And spiritually, she was parched. She was so thirsty. It's an individual who had had so many disappointments in life. In fact, her life seemed to be one rejection after another after another, after another, until the point that she just began to look at life as a desert place. It was dry, and it wasn't going to change. Now, when you feel that thirst, it's actually a really important lesson that an endurance athlete would be able to give to us. In fact, it's, it's one that all of us really need to learn from. The lesson is this, endurance athlete is going to tell you that by the time that you feel thirsty, you're already in trouble. You feel the thirst, it's already affecting you, and it's never in a good way either. 
I began to learn about this. The very first long run, so the first 15-mile run I did. I was just out of college. Denise and I, I mean, we'd been married about a month. And I was doing some distance work at this point, and I figured if I'm going to do a 15-mile run, I want to make sure that I finish it. So my plan was I'm just going to have her, you know, we're going to get in the car, and she's just going to drive me 15 miles straight out into the countryside. So we lived in Watertown at the time, so we went on 26, and she took me out 15 miles, and I just got out of the car, and I'm like, I'll see you at home. Because when you're 15 miles out, like, you got to get, you got to get home, right? Now, it happened to be the middle of July. And I didn't want to start too early in the morning, so I started a little bit before noon without any water at all. So I started my run strong. But by five miles, I was starting to feel a little bit thirsty. <laughs> by the time I got to mile 10, I was like really parched. I think it was around mile 12 or so. I'm still out in the countryside. If you'd have seen me, you'd have seen this person slowly jogging up a long gravel country farm road to get to the door, knock on it, and beg, could I please have a drink of water? You're wondering, did you live? I'm going to hold the intention like, well, I did make it home, but when I got there, Denise looks at me and goes like, you look terrible. And I truly, I felt terrible. I had this pounding headache that way. And I think I, you know, I tried, you know, drinking for the next 24 hours and didn't seem like I could catch up at that point. I mean, I just swore. I didn't swear, swear. Like I was, my mouth was too dry for that to happen. (laughs) I got to myself like, I will never do this again. Well, a little bit later that week, I was talking to some other runners. And when I told them what I did, they all just started laughing out loud at me. I mean, they're just like, I mean, they were like, you are so stupid. Like, what in the world were you thinking? And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't know. They said, you just got to get, you know, circuits and get water regularly coming in. And so a couple of weeks later, when I tried it again, 15 miles, I set up three five-mile circuits with us water station that I had in between there. And you know what? It's like way, way better to be able to do with water that way. Now, if you have water with you, I'm going to ask you, could you just take it right now? If you need to open your bottle up or pour it for yourself there. Everybody get your water, Okay kind of like a toast, kind of. Just take the water in your hand. I just want you to look at that with me for a second. And I just want you to repeat after me. Would you please? Water is life. Water is life. Jesus is water. Jesus is life. Jesus is life. Let's take a drink. I'll say that again. Jesus is life. When we think about the woman and what happened to her that day when she began for the very first time to take 
the water of life into her. This encounter with Jesus was literally life-changing. In fact, when she got back into town, somebody that wanted, people wanted nothing to do with, she said this statement. She said, I mean, it was like everybody, hey, everybody, hey, hey, like, hey, I need your attention. And everybody's looking like, whoa, what's going to happen here? And she said, I just met a man who told me everything I ever did. And you should have seen the eyes go wide at that point because this was a person with a reputation. In fact, many of the people in the community, they were involved in that reputation that they had. And she's like, come and listen to him. Because what she'd experienced was forgiveness. The shame that she carried that was just drying her out. The water of life had literally washed it away. It had cleansed her. See, Jesus is water. And Jesus is life. As I hold this in my hand right now, I think about the time that I came to Jesus. I had no idea how thirsty I was. I had no idea, even as I'm, you know, standing in the front of this church all by myself. I had no idea how thirsty for Jesus I was. But that night when I drank, I found that there was a satisfaction that my soul had so longed for. I want you to think about whether it's water in hand, and the time that you first encountered Jesus. And what that refreshment to your soul brought. That which Jesus could satisfy that nothing else that you've ever done, nothing else that you've ever experienced, that's a satisfaction to a completely different level. And if you've never come to drink from the water of life of Jesus himself. Jesus calls to you now, and he says, the water is there for you. In fact, listen to these words. The spirit and the bride say, come. The spirit is the spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. The bride is Jesus' church. That's us. It says, the spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty, come. And let the one who wishes to take freely of the water of life, come. Jesus says, I am serving up that which you long most for. It is the forgiveness of sin. It is the re restoration, the reconciliation with relationship with God. And it's that which is going to hydrate your inner self as nothing else can. Which would then bring us back to day 15, today. We are one-third or a little over of one-third of our way to Lent right now. And as believers, followers of Jesus... 
we need to ask ourselves this question. Is it possible that we have become a little Jesus dehydrated? Each Lent devotional is intended to be able to give another offering of Jesus, a focus on what's ahead for us. Easter's about the resurrection and the life. It's the water of Jesus. I'm pretty sure that everyone listening now, when you woke up this morning, you woke up like I did. You were thirsty. Your mouth, it was dry. Maybe a little nasty too, but I mean, for sure. I'm like, we just wanted to hydrate because we were parched that way. And so we had the opportunity to be able to take the water of Jesus first thing this morning and and drink from it. What I mean, of course, is we had the opportunity to be able to open the scriptures. You know, one of the reasons, it's my water bottle, if you're just driving along, I know you can't see that, but um, it's just a little Nalgene bottle. It's the 16-ounce one. And you, you see me just carrying around all the time because here's what I discovered. If I carry this water bottle with me, I am way more prone to, take a guess, yeah, I, I just drink more water that way. It's like I'm just healthy because I've got it with me. And it's that reminder like, oh, yeah, I can use that. Really serves me well. We encourage everyone to download the Bible app and to have the verse of the day that's sent to you. One of the reasons we do that, it's like carrying around our water bottles. It's just so that we get this convenient prompting. And I'm not saying that's all you're going to read of the scriptures. You may, you know, follow another plan that way. But the first thing in the morning, like as soon as I drink, I've got that verse of the day that's opened. Because I know that when I take in more Jesus, that's what's going to hydrate my soul. That's going to help me that way. So I want to encourage you, take your, take your glass, take your bottle again. And I want you to, just with me, think about it. When you read the scriptures, it's like this. Let's drink. It's more of the water of Jesus. When we take time to pray, you know what you're doing? Just like this. That's more of Jesus. When we take the time to be able to serve one another, it's just like doing this. Is taking more in. And when we show, as Jesus said, his love through us to others, we show and share Jesus. It's again, it's just like taking that in. You see, when we come to the water of life, the more you will open yourself up to it, the more that it's able to benefit us in our lives. It seems simple, I know. Water, right? But today, every time you take a drink, 
I'm just going to ask you, would you do this? Would you just remember that water is life? And Jesus is water, and Jesus is life. And think about Jesus every time you take a drink. In fact, maybe this week. If every time we took a drink, we thought about Jesus, what would that do for our soul? Maybe for the rest of Lent. Every time we're just taking a drink, we're thinking about Jesus. We're thinking about that which is coming, that which he said. Easter. To be able to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves, but to bring to us life. Because Jesus' words were so clear when he made this declaration in John eleven twenty five, and he said, I am the resurrection and the life. We're coming up to the celebration of an event that had a purpose and that has ongoing purpose for us. So let's stay. Jesus hydrated because, want to say it with me from the beginning? Ready? Water is, Jesus is, and Jesus is, Jesus is life. Let's take one more drink together and then we'll pray. Jesus, the water of life. Jesus, thank you for making yourself known in a way that every one of us can connect with. Because without water, we die. Without water, we are just so sick. And when we realize that without you in our life, Lord, we're in a bad place. We are in trouble and we don't even know it. For those of us that are your followers, Jesus, please forgive us for our neglect of you throughout our day and to remember you and remember you throughout the day. It really does bring life to us. It gives us new and fresh perspective in the midst of our problems, our, our, our struggles and troubles. And then we also pray, Lord, for those that are you know, they're listening. And quite frankly, they know the parchment, the parts of their soul. And they so want the water of life. And as they pray this simple prayer, Jesus, would you give to me your water of life? As a sinner, I need your forgiveness. And I really want your resurrection and life in me. Please. Thank you, Jesus, for answering that prayer. Thank you for that which we've got coming up these next days of Lent, leading up to the celebration of your glorious resurrection. We pray this in your name. And everybody in agreement said, amen. Amen. Hey, God bless everybody.